0: Hi everyone, Pete Seligman here to introduce the next episode of The Next Step Podcast. A couple of weeks ago I caught up with Gillian Mulholland. I noticed Gillian on LinkedIn a few months ago and she does jump right out at you with her personality and brand and and energy. Um, Actually her tagline is release your inner badass Um, and we spoke a little bit about that um, but she's a confidence coach, a podcast host, and a professional singer. Um, but she does that after hours because she also is the employee experience manager at Afterpay Touch, um, and has been working there for a little over four or five years. Um, so the thing that I really enjoyed about the discussion with Gillian that I'll drop you into shortly is the way in which she talks through the journey that she was on um, from being in a situation where she was self-described Debbie Downer, and you'll have to listen to understand what that means, um, into becoming that guy. Um, and I think that the journey that she went on says a lot about mindset. It also says a lot about the power you have over your own mindset and the importance of getting mindset right in relation to your own performance and your own happiness, generally. Um, it's really enjoyable conversation that I have with Jill Um, and I'm sure that you'll enjoy it too. Definitely check out her podcast as well. Um, And I'll drop you into the discussion when I just asked her to give us a bit of a background um, and a bit of her backstory. So I hope you enjoy. Thanks a lot.
1: I don't know if anyone knows, but I'm a performer and I've always performed. So my parents met in the theatre, in a community theatre, and I watched my dad writing plays and performing on stage. And all I wanted to do was perform. And that was what I sort of started doing when I was growing up. And it sort of all carried through high school. And and then it was that moment in high school where the self-doubt, the sort of limiting belief started to kick in. I think one person said to me once when I was just singing like just normal, like, you know, around friends, you know, don't give up your day job. And it hit me (laughs) and I was, (laughs) yeah. And then, so when, when you asked that question, it made me think that through this journey, like, so that then spiraled me into a lot of self doubt about my performance abilities and my singing ability mainly. And then I ended up studying music, but I was shockingly nervous while I was studying music. I couldn't sing in front of everyone. I would just get so nervous for assessments or anything. And honestly, my voice would just, I'd sing out of tune. And it was just like a self-fulfilling prophecy that I was a terrible singer. And I just, I also had a fixed mindset where I didn't believe that singing could be taught, which was just crazy because I was getting lessons that the teachers weren't like I didn't understand what they were talking about. And so I just thought I was terrible, you know? So I went through all that and I kept pushing and pushing and going to auditions. I just had this burning desire in me to sing. And so I went through all that and it's now I'm on the other side of it. I see like there was this whole self-development stuff that I had to go through, like, which was a lot of relationships, repeating patterns in relationships, and then the singing was always there and bubbling away because I was doing weddings and not really excited by that either. I wasn't really promoting myself as this gig singer. And now I'm here today, I can look back and go, that was, I had to go through all the weird self-development stuff and then and have the performance side so I can give this to the world.
0: And so do you and think that the, the singing bit and the, the, almost the challenge you have with that, like the, the singing was the vehicle for your self-development? Do you know what I mean? Like like it was because you had that struggle with all of those different things in, in that kind of area that that was how you then learnt more about yourself?
1: Yeah, definitely. Like I think it's more that I'm a performer so I can talk to people and I've got all these performance skills about my journey Through learning to love myself, Mm. that's that's where I see it's really weird. But because I had lots of friends who are actors and lots of musician friends, and a lot of them worked really hard to you know promote themselves and write their own shows and do all this stuff. And I had like a good ten years maybe of just sort of I don't know where I'm at. I don't know who I am. I don't know what my purpose is. And now I sit here now today and think, I know what my purpose is. I know why I went through everything I went through in the last 10 years or so to get to this point.
0: It's really bizarre. And isn't it interesting though, how easy it is for people to think, wow, isn't it fantastic how confident and self-assured they are to stand up there and perform in front of all these people? Whereas so often deep down, they're shitting themselves, right? Yeah. And yeah. worried about the judgment and scared what people are gonna say and all that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, I think it's they're the worst. And I think comedians <laughs> yeah. all the comedians I've met have been oh, I mean, I don't want to blanket everyone, but, but yeah. you know, there's some deep stuff going on with these yeah. comedians and they're making people laugh. Even though, yeah, you might see a performer and think, oh, they're just so confident. It's 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 very hard. To still to stop thinking about what people think and are they going to like my show are they going to come are they going to it's all the same stuff right
0: Mm -hmm. and almost whoever i speak to who's achieved all sorts of things they they always say that they were nervous at the point before they achieved those things like really no no one's ever going into like like i was speaking to kerry about winning a gold medal and like on that morning she was nervous and you speak to other people who have met amazing people like Richard Branson and others and they say that even if you meet those people they're nervous too like
1: yeah like being so, nervous
0: and being afraid and being worried and and having to be courageous in those environments is not an indicator that you shouldn't be there
1: yeah yes true and it's just normal mm. those nerves are normal
0: yeah yeah absolutely And so I listened to, I can't remember which episode it was of your podcast, and you talk about Debbie Downer.
1: Can you give us, (laughs)
0: now I am going to redirect people to listen to the whole story, but can you give us like a quick bit of that? So then we can start to pick apart like that whole process for you. But give us the, yeah, frame, frame it up for us.
1: Yeah. So there was a period in my life around 30 where I, where my friends used to call me Debbie Downer, and it was a really funny, Joke, you know, it wasn't like they were being mean to me, but I was Debbie Downer because every time anyone would say anything, I would have, oh no, but you can't do it like that. Oh no. And there's this, (laughs) and there's this like Saturday Night Live sketch. Whoever has seen it will be like laughing right now. And it's hilarious because she does. She just, every, anything anyone says, Debbie Downer will, will say the negative thing about it. I'd just say what was negative because inside that's where my thoughts were. Yeah. And yeah. even though it was a funny kind of, it, it just gets irritating to be around, you know, the person like, oh, I missed the train today. Oh, it's raining. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah but they won't change. You know, just... It's Which is just amazing
0: because I don't know you very well yet, but, like, I can't imagine your personality being that person right so
1: well I think I was a bit fun as well like I was still fun and I mean but yeah I I I kind of kind of imagine it either I look back and I'm like oh I cringe and I look at some of my Facebook posts because you know how they do those 10 years ago and I'm like (laughs) some of them are like I'm bored (laughs) (laughs) yeah What value does that offer anyone? (laughs) I just cringe and I'm like, there's Debbie Downer. Yep, I've changed, thank God, you know.
0: Yeah, and so what did Debbie Downer become? So the transition process, like like what I want to pick into, and I'm kind of leading the questions a bit, I know, but (laughs) what I want to pick into is I want to understand so the bit that I'm always really interested in is what creates the turning point for anything? Like, so in your case, kind of from, and to use your words from being Debbie Downer to becoming that guy, right. Yeah. I'm always really interested in that, that first kind of initial transition. Like what's the, what's the trigger that suddenly makes you think, you know what, like there's a different way and here's what I'm going to do to take that first step in that direction.
1: Well, I think I was studying, I was looking into how I could change because I, it, it wasn't a fun feeling that I was going through. And I think I was in a terrible job. I think I was like at almost rock bottom. I had a terrible job that I didn't like and the people didn't really want me there either because if you don't like your job, they don't like the people around you know that, right? And
0: that's... Um, and just- Sorry to interrupt, but that is a very funny part of your (laughs) podcast when you're talking about how terrible you are at that job. So, (laughs) (laughs) anyone that wants to listen to that part, that's actually quite.
1: (laughs) I was so bad at it. I don't blame them for not wanting me to be. I mean, I I offered some value, but mostly I was just terrible. (laughs) (laughs) And so, yeah, so I was just at a point where, like, and I think I'd just broken up with someone as well, and. So I was very, very low. And I think I took a whole week off work because I was just so anxious and just sad. And I don't know where I stumbled across it, but I must have been, I think I read The Power of Now or like there was some self-development stuff, like spiritual stuff. And everything that was so common was, being, was gratitude. Mm. somehow it came, seeped into my brain and, and it, I just thought, oh, I'll just try and be grateful for something. And mm. then I, I remember being just so sad and lying on my bed and, and uh, being, okay, well, I'm grateful for my bed. And it actually had that 1% of feeling a little bit of relief. Yeah. And so I thought I'll keep trying it. And All then right. when I started to be nicer to people and happier, people were nicer to me back so I could see the change really obviously
0: and how did your friends react to that I mean you must have people that you knew from then and know now like how do they tell that story
1: yeah well I don't think we're we don't hang around that much anymore
0: yeah right
1: yeah so
0: two things that come out there then is like you hear a lot about People talking about gratitude journals and all that kind of stuff. And you also hear a lot of people talking about, you know, you're the sum of the five people you're closest to and all that. So do those two things resonate with you because you can feel the impact that those two particular things have had on you? Is that
1: I don't know if it was a combination of me moving forward or them getting jack of me being dead <laughs> oh, down, you know.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah. You know what I mean like it or maybe it was just like okay we're moving on to new people as well like I think it was yeah. just a culmination of a lot of the stuff like yeah I don't know if it was a conscious choice on either side yeah. but yeah but, but you, I still so. we're still friends but we don't see each other much we've we've sort of <laughs> Gotten different friendship circles now, yeah. But,
0: but looking at your content, there are still definitely conscious decisions you're making are about the people that you spend your time with to make sure that they're people that are kind of have a the similar mindset and are promoting the same kind of ideals that you're trying to live in in your life, right?
1: Yes. In the last year, I have made a conscious effort to have the right people around me. I think it's massively important. And maybe about a year ago, I was pretty flippant with who was in my circle. I thought you just, you know, you had to just deal with the people around you. And that's absolutely not true. Mm. You need to choose the people so wisely and people who lift you up and have, you know, make good choices and help you make good choices as well. Because you can get into a spiral. I see some people like who I don't spend time with and they, they spiral into, you know, what the people around them are doing.
0: And how does that, how does that look in practice? So, you know, you've surrounded yourself with people that have a similar approach and mindset and aspiration and, and, and they're contributing positively to, to who you want to be. What does that look like in practice? Is it, I imagine it's simple things, right?
1: It's simple, but it, 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 in practice, because it's been such a quick shift for me, it's, it's actually been saying no to social things and staying at home and listening to a podcast. and being inspired by that yeah if if you can't have the people around you yeah you have to get it from outside sources so either youtube on and so it's this weird there's this almost loneliness almost because the of the transition yeah to find your tribe but to stay you know confident that you will and then find ways if you if you're if the people aren't right directly around you, there's, yeah, podcasts, YouTube, yeah. books, audio books. And that's that's where I'm getting all of my mentorship. And so you're the, right
0: like, in the middle of it, I, it then.
1: Like, yeah, I am. I feel like actually, I am.
0: You are. Like, so yeah. it's not as if you're reflecting on, you know, what was it like to go through this process? You're actually in the middle of this process right now.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. I am. I mean, the Debbie Downers was like seven years ago but then you know I that was one start of it but then it's taken this is I
0: mean it's it's quite a nice segue because the next thing I was going to ask you about is releasing your inner badass
1: (laughs) yes oh my god I haven't even got to talk about this to anyone which is so so cool I'm so glad you asked
0: so is this so is this now what you're in the are you currently in the middle of releasing your badass or i think i've released
1: it i think I've released
0: <laughs> you it. released it right
1: yeah but i did there was a moment about this time last year where i made i think it was a yeah i don't know i made a vision board and one of the pictures on there was like had the words like had this really cool chick and the words release you're in a badass mm. and there was this picture another picture i put on there that of this girl who just looked cool She just looked like she was confident. She knew who she was. Just great, like nicely dressed, you know, but just a badass. And so, and and that was my vision. And I was like, I want to be a badass. I want to be cool. I want to be that girl, you know. Um, What do I have to do? And so that's it. Yeah, that's what it's all about.
0: And so you've really kind of pulled together some good imagery about what where you're trying to get to, right? So yeah, and that's really clear in your mind. And so how do you sort of speak to other people about how they can find similar clarity for themselves around? Was there something about the kind of environment you're in or the situation that was around you, like, because that's great clarity to get to, to say you know that's that's. Really what I want to try and be and so, so the, how do other people yeah. kind of get to that same:
1: Well, through all my years of trying and discovering and researching and everything, I thought of everything and the one thing that has changed my life, I believe, is the self-love. Mm. So it was like, well, meditation because mm. I never really I thought meditation was a, you know too hard, didn't even yeah. think about it. I can do all of the stuff but I won't meditate.
0: Yeah. And that
1: is just absolutely wrong. And it but meditation doesn't it, it's not to me it's not like I thought it was. There's degrees of it. Self-love meditation has changed mm. my life.
0: How do you practice meditation? Because you're right, it's something that's very different for lots of different people. And interestingly there's there's a girl that I I'm hoping to have a chat to in in a couple of months time who focuses on kind of bringing meditation into corporates as part of the kind of a wellness program. So she needs to make it really, really practical and make it kind of accessible. So Absolutely. How, how, do you make it, how do you make it work for you?
1: Well, I, I think five minutes, even if you started with five minutes would be great. The way I made it work for me when I first started doing it was I, I listened to three pieces of classical music and which raises your vibration. So it's a really high vibration music. And then, and I sat awkwardly in a chair the way I wanted to. I just, I'll lie down if I want. You don't have to sit up straight. That's how I make it work for me. And I love, also, I love visualization meditation, but guided meditation is really easy as well. So anything that works just like, and if it has to be a small amount to start with, just to get you started, yeah. If And if it's boring, like, cause I can't stand boring. If it's boring, <laughs> switch, do something else. There's heaps on YouTube. Yeah. Just, oh, I can't do it. All right. Next I'll one. Make something. it work for you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: Don't, don't push through boredom. Yes. Like start with fun and then you'll get, you'll see the benefit of it. And then you'll be like, oh, and then it won't be boring. You know?
0: That's actually really interesting. Cause I never really thought about, I, I mean, I, I don't, I've tried it multiple times and I'm, I've, really? I've got a mate of mine who's actually, he actually runs a business currently living in, in the Channel Isles in, in the UK and he's moving back to Australia in the next few months. So I'm going to get him to see if he can teach me how to do it. But, um, <laughs> but,
1: but I, I, I
0: like the idea of saying... An I, I over and over. I, well, I think I get bored. Like, I, okay. I, I, I agree, I think that's what happens. So yeah. you're actually saying... Like it can actually be fun. So find a fun way of. of yeah. Visualization
1: is yeah, okay. awesome. Imagine visual, visualizing you doing whatever you want to do. Like mm-hmm. you're like at the end, you know, that's, a, that's awesome. That's so much fun. Yeah. Or meeting the person you want to meet or whoever, like, you know.
0: Yeah. 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 No, fantastic. And so tell us a bit about your role at Afterpay.
1: Yeah. So my job at Afterpay is the employee experience manager. So I work on their internal events in Melbourne and also some of their wellness or their wellness and giving back initiatives as well.
0: Yeah. And so it sounds like you've managed to work out a nexus between your personal intention and this role. Is that like, You know, because the things that you're actually doing for them sounds like it's very similar to what you're trying to do for yourself and others outside of that.
1: Well, luckily, because when I got the job, I had a different attitude. I went in and worked really hard and, you know, had a great attitude. So they've sort of moulded the role to suit me over the years. I've been there like four years and there's been a lot of change. So they've just really been supportive in who I am as a person and that's creative and, you know, so not really, you know, focused too much. Yeah. So, so, yeah, so, but that's, it all came back to attitude because I wasn't Debbie Downer. They, they were willing to help me with, you know, me. Yeah. It's great.
0: Yeah. Isn't that fantastic? And how have you taken, so two questions, how have you taken kind of what you're wanting to bring, I guess, to the world, to that business? Like how's that actually played out? Have there been sort of any particular events or initiatives or things that you've taken into the business? That
1: Well, the one thing that I did do, which oh, they helped me with, um, was last year I gave a speech for World Mental Health Day. Oh, yeah. And that was that first podcast episode mm-hmm. on my podcast, Jill Chats. Yes. So that sparked interest in, you know, reminded me how much I love performing and actually want to speak to people about changing their lives and so, yeah, I think that's it, really.
0: But that was an opportunity, yeah. I guess. Thanks.
1: Yeah, I think people yeah. see me as a bit of a ray of sunshine in there. I just love talking to people. I love finding about out how people tick and being interested in what they're doing and yeah. and and, and every, all kinds of people because it's a tech company, so it's not just sales. It's you know, there's introverts there, there's yeah. <laughs> yeah. extroverts. It's all mixed.
0: Yeah. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. And so what's, what's next? If you project forward one year or five, regardless of your time frame, right? Like what, what's next? What, what do you yeah. think part of your journey looks like? And what, are, what, are you, what do you think the challenge is going to be? And, and what are you ultimately trying to achieve?
1: Yeah, so I've started taking clients, coaching clients who do want to release their inner badass. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So that's, and helping them with mindset and all that kind of stuff and meditation. And so that's great. I've been, I've started doing that. So that's sort of like a side hustle at the moment. But my ultimate goal is to, well, continue my podcast because I love talking as you can probably tell. (laughs) (laughs) But I want to speak on stage and then sing a song. And like tell stories, inspire people and then sing the song related to it. So because I know when I go to performances and see something that I can relate to personally, it's just it's, you know, it's out of this world. So that's what I want to do.
0: Yeah, that's an awesome format, too, because if you think about Mm. it, there's so many great messages in song. That actually, Absolutely. a lot of people realise. So they might really like a certain artist or a particular style of music or a particular song, and they don't actually haven't actually joined the dots about the fact that there's this really engaging message underneath it.
1: That's what I want to do because there are so many songs that you've heard so many times, and you don't even know the lyrics are incredible. Yeah. Like, yeah. So,
0: I need to connect you with my mate Ram Castillo. Yes. Yeah cuz he runs he runs some really interesting events where he gets a whole bunch of different kind of either performers or speakers or musicians or whatever and you kind of enjoy what they're presenting at the same time as having like a degustation menu and all this kind of stuff. Oh
1: like yeah, cool.
0: A kind of 3 3-hour three experience and he's always looking for really interesting kind of takes on different ways of presenting and performing. So yeah, you should come up to Sydney and and um, Oh, get definitely. Involved experiences so yeah yeah no that sounds so, so have you got anything in mind about how you're actually going to kick off that part of the process
1: not really no. <laughs> cool I'm, I'm not much of a planner but I, I, like, I, just, I, like,
0: I, I like your yeah. post where you kind of do a little bit of that with you've got someone that plays the piano for you
1: yes He's a comedian, actually, that oh, really? Ryan, Ryan Coffey. Yeah, he's a oh, comedian. Right. He's like an amazing comedian in Melbourne. Yeah. Right. And he plays piano and he sings and he's just ridiculously talented. Just like that guy. Yeah, he is that guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's annoying. I'm annoyed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah.
1: That's awesome. No, well, thank yeah. you
0: very much for your time and thanks very much for the conversation.
1: Yes, yeah. thank you.